0: This is Matt
1: Connickson. I'm the sales agronomist with CHX Egg Services in Oakley, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHX Egg Services providing solutions for
2: your success.
3: Thursday farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman along with Randy Conant, Tyler Donaldson, and we have a report from Don Wick down in Orlando. This region is well represented among leaders participating in the cattle industry convention in Orlando. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Don Wick has one of those stories.
2: Clark Price has a commercial cow herd and also operates a small feed yard in Hensler, North Dakota. Price is wrapping up his term as chair of the Federation of State Beef Councils. Federation of State Beef Councils is exactly what that is. It's it's where the 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 individual state beef councils can get together collaborate their dollars and and do more with the money that's available I mean a lot of our cattle are up and down the beef belt we call kind of the central part of the United States and our populations are out on the coast so the Federation is the house for them people to work together at a national level and and get get that impact they need at the consumer level. So what kind of issues do you see that uh, you've been spending your time on here as chair this this year? You know there's a lot of new stuff coming on. We're always restricted on dollars. I mean the dollars are going down and what we can actually you know a dollar today versus what it was worth at 85 is about 33 cents so we gotta stretch those dollars further. Our cow herds going down in numbers so it means there's less revenue coming in. So we have to get a little bit more creative on how those dollars are spent. In addition to his numerous roles within the cattle industry Price has also been in leadership at the state and national level with the corn growers. Why take on that level of involvement? It's important for every producer to get involved at their state level initially, and if they want to move on to the national, that's great too. We have to do it or nobody's going to do it for us. I've always said if you're not at the table, you're on the table, so you might as well be at the table. So. Our coverage of CattleCon 24 made possible by the North Dakota Beef Commission, the Minnesota Beef Council, Ag Country Farm Credit Services, and the North Dakota Stockmen's Association. Reporting from Orlando, I'm Don Wick. On the Red River Farm Network.
4: The Beef Promotion Operating Committee is a group of 20 producers from across the country that make decisions on how beef checkoff dollars are invested. Maddock, North Dakota rancher, Travis Maddock says there are different challenges every
5: year. Uh, in this particular year, because of kind of tightening supplies and inflationary pressure, we're really focusing on things like consumer trust and promotion. We want to make sure that even though we know the price of beef is going up, because of inflation, that consumers really understand the healthfulness, the nutritional value of beef and that they'll continue to, you know, go ahead and purchase that when they're in a supermarket or when they sit down to have supper with their family.
4: Sustainability, a big part of that message. With so much political pressure being put
5: on climate change and there's a lot of anti-ag groups out there that want to vilify cattle and beef production practices as bad for the environment and it's just simply not so. Um, the beef cattle industry, the beef cattle complex, contributes one to two percent of greenhouse gas emissions compared to all the other industries that are out there, So, and it's going down. We're becoming more and more efficient all the time. Beef cattle producers are great stewards of the land, they're great stewards of the climate, and uh, we just need to let consumers know that so that those folks that don't like us very much that are trying to, to, to harm us as an industry, uh, they don't get a foothold with consumers. and, and
6: a limited supply of land for sale is leading to record prices but that's not deterring purchasers from buying despite climbing prices and interest rates bell bank senior vice president of agribusiness development lynn paulson still view, views land deals as strong investments for would-be purchasers
1: the guys that are buying land take the long view i mean they're, they're not looking necessarily year to year and, and sometimes just have once in a generation opportunity to buy some of this land and it's strategic and so i think in the long run you know, as we've seen over the last 20, 25 years between, you know, the income they get off that land and the asset appreciation, it's really been a pretty good value. And, and honestly, I even at these prices, I think there's some things out there that would indicate that that's going to support those values in the long term.
6: Paulson does not expect land values to soften anytime soon.
1: I'm not overly concerned at this point about land values retracting to any large extent. But I think obviously the farm economy will probably rein it in a little bit. You know, gosh, you got corn that's down thirty percent year over year. You know, that that probably takes three to four hundred dollars gross revenue out of out of a producer's per acre profitability. So I think at some point that's probably going to impact. Now, I, I would say don't be afraid, but be prepared. Agriculture's always been a real cyclical business. You know, we went through 20, 21, 22, where in all my years of experience, I haven't seen that much money made, but we've got a lot of headwinds out there right now. And I think producers that are coming in and updating their financials and doing their projections are a little bit of an eye opener that there's some pretty significant headwinds coming.
3: Egg Market Analyst Jenny Wackershauser says the grains remain range-bound.
0: Our fellow traders in our office like to say sometimes markets go up and markets go down. Um, we're looking at a fairly range-bound um, grain trade in, I will call it, a move back to our traditional quiet winter market season. So we're seeing um, a relatively good, moisture conditions in South America which is our driving force this time of year on news.
3: Traders are also watching weather in California.
0: We're keeping our eye on the California weather maybe this weekend too. They're supposed to get another deluge like we saw last year coming in um, that will affect a little bit our friends out in California in the in the dairy sector and um, this is their key building moisture time of season that affects whether they get a, a good corn silage crop next year, are they going to be grain buyers, or are they going to be a little more self-sufficient? So we'll probably watch that as well come
4: out this weekend. Comstock Investments Market Analyst Joe Camp says we are seeing a bit of a reversal of yesterday's market action in the grains. And where we had wheat
1: ultimately the anchor for corn caught in the middle uh, with soybeans finishing higher after a weaker start. So as you mentioned, the reverse of that, soybeans down Double digits, not too far from this critical support point at $12 for the nearby March. You've got corn down just fractionally here uh, with wheat turning up and having that March Chicago contract uh, reach just back above important resistance at $6 even. Uh, so what's what's happening here in part, it's a, it's a choppy type of trade.
4: Go to rrfn.com, sign up for the weekly Red River Farm Network e-newsletter. FarmNet News hits your email box every Monday. This is the Red River Farm Network.
6: Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Cow numbers have fallen even further since this time last year, according to the latest cattle inventory report. American Hereford Association North Central Region Field Representative Aaron Freed says he's already seen an impact on production sales this year.
7: Everyone I've been to so far has been better than last year. Uh, there's less no sales, higher averages, um, bulls are selling really well. These high-quality replacement heifers coming out of these sales are just ringing the bell right now. I mean, we sold a set of commercial Hereford open heifers for over 2,400 here a couple weeks ago. We got baldies going over 2,000. Guys are looking for this thing to get real good, the feeder calf board and what's going on with that. And this rally we've had into the new year has guys really optimistic about what's going to happen.
6: There is a lot of competition between feed yards and replacement programs.
7: The guy wanting to buy replacements is still having to compete with the feeder at the sale barn to get them bought. I mean, I have personal experience with it here lately. I had an order to go to a sale barn and buy some black baldy heifers for a guy that wanted to do a replacement heifer project. And I thought we had pretty good money and could get it done. and. We went home empty-handed. I asked the buyer that bought them what was going to happen with them, if they were going to get bred or what, and he said they're all going to go to the yard and they're going to get killed. These heifers, you know, they don't feed as well as a real good steer, but they're getting better and better every year, and guys need cattle. I mean, plants need cattle, the feeders need cattle. We're kind of at an all-time low here again.
3: The Northern Corn and Soybean Expo will take place at the Red River Valley Fairgrounds Butler Arena in West Fargo, North Dakota on February 6th. The first speaker will take the stage at 8 a.m. following breakfast.
8: Brandy Buzzard, she is a ag advocate, a blogger, and a social media influencer who will share her experiences advocating for agriculture. So farmers know that less than 2% of the nation's population is involved with ag and food production Um, And there's a lot of rampant misinformation and lack of knowledge about modern ag. And Brandy is going to discuss all her experiences tackling those issues. So we're really excited about that.
3: That's North Dakota Soybean Council Communications Director Suzanne Wolf. There will be several other opportunities to learn throughout the day. A corn and soybean trade outlook. Priority policy issues for corn and soybean farmers.
8: um, A weather outlook. For the upper great plains, farmers are always interested about the weather, so you won't want to miss that. And then our keynote speaker of the day is Peter Zion, and he is a renowned geopolitical analyst. He will examine how financial, economic, cultural, political, and military developments affect our ag industries. He's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Associated Press, Bloomberg, New York Times, and he's been on CNN, Fox News, and ABC. So you really won't want to miss him. He's going to be a fascinating
3: presentation. Pre-registration is highly encouraged and can be done at NorthernCornSoyExpo.com.
4: Mostly dry and favorable conditions for field work occurred across southern Brazil and Paraguay while rains fell on northern Brazil. World Weather Incorporated expects scattered rains to return to southern Brazil beginning Sunday and continuing through mid-February. Warm to hot temperatures and a little rain is expected through Tuesday for Argentina, increasing crop stress in many areas. World Weather says a rain event is in the forecast beginning February 7th, but confidence is low on the amount of rain that will fall. The North Dakota
6: Stockman's Association is seeking improvements in the USDA Livestock Risk Protection Program. President Jason Lieseth says there is a gap within the current LRP program.
1: Currently, if uh, a feeder contracts calves in June from a rancher, um, they're not available to take an LRP on those cattle until they take delivery, which is usually in September or in November, December. And uh, we're trying to match up the risk coverage on those deals so that uh, when that feeder does buy those cattle, are uh, on a contract and pay some money down uh, say in june or whenever early in the season uh... they can qualify and, and go ahead and take advantage of the the lrp coverage to minimize their risk um, and uh... and take that in uh, a time of sale instead of a delivery
3: spanish farmers associations announced plans to join the growing protest over increased environmental regulations that they say are undermining profitability in europe Protesters are also demanding action from Brussels and national authorities to address growing competition with cheaper imports and halting trade negotiations with various countries and trade blocs. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network.
4: Good afternoon, welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Titan Machinery Board Chair and CEO David Meyer has been named the North American Equipment Dealers Association's Merit Award winner for Dealer of the Year. The award recognizes an individual dealer for their leadership within the industry, their dedication to industry growth, and commitment to their community. NDSU is at CattleCon to recruit students
6: for its animal science program. Meat science assistant professor Aaron Beyer says NDSU has a great story to tell.
1: So you get all of the opportunities of a big program, um, but with the um, individualized teaching of a smaller program. So we have programs within meat science, reproduction, physiology, nutrition, some of the best in the country. And you're going to be with professors that know your name, know your background, and care about you and your future. So we offer a lot of great opportunities, and I cannot speak highly enough about our program.
6: Beyer is a Texas native and joined NDSU faculty in June.
1: I am a meat scientist, so I am coaching the meat judging team at at NDSU and the meat animal evaluation team at NDSU, trying to um, jumpstart some of those programs back and I'm really excited to work with the undergraduate students in addition to all of my research
3: taking a look at markets before we leave you Minneapolis March wheat trading four and a half cents higher at 696 and three quarters May three and three quarters higher at 701 and three quarters Chicago wheat five and three quarters higher at 601 Kansas City down a half penny at 621 and a half March corn futures down a penny at 447 and a quarter July corn a penny lower as well at 465 and a half. March soybeans 19 lower at 12:03 and a quarter. May soybeans down 19 and a quarter at 12:13 and a half. Live cattle February futures $2.17 higher at 179.52. April live cattle $2.27 higher at 183.02. Feeder cattle March futures $4.82 higher at 244.97. April feeder cattle $4.37 higher at 25052 50. February lean hogs down 37 cents You're listening to the Red River Farm Network